Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and strategic choices that all of us can make in order to become the very best version of ourselves. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. For the last 24 hours, we've been receiving questions from our Instagram followers, questions that maybe they wanted me to answer or to address or to talk about. So I'm here with my son, Logan Brown, who oftentimes is behind the camera. He's also been a podcaster in front of the camera with me, but he shared with me this morning that there are a handful of questions that people have submitted. I have no idea what those questions are. And so you were going to, in our time together, just fire those off to me, son, and then just let me answer in real time yeah. my thoughts and musings and uh, notions about this particular question. Yep, so I think that's the plan. So. Okay. Well, thank you for those of you who submitted questions. We will obviously keep it anonymous and not connect your name or your face to these questions, but thank you for doing that. I love this. All right, you ready? I am. All right, first question. Do you think standardized tests should determine a student's success? Hmm. You know, we have a joke in our family. What's that joke? <laughs> the joke in our family is dad has a PhD, but all of his children have doubled his ACT scores. <laughs> yep. And so I would say, no, I don't think that standardized tests should determine um, the success or even the criteria for which a student could get into college or a particular college. And, and one of the reasons I say that is because I think the essential quality of being a fantastic student, a fantastic, even professional, is grit. It's gumption, resolve, intentionality, and tenacity. There's okay, my acrostic. So an acrostic it's always an acrostic. But to really acrostic. have that drive, because learning is about choices. It's not just about IQ. And I know a lot of really high IQ individuals who I don't want working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have an IQ. I think I'm, I'm, I'm bright, but I don't think I'm that smart. So I, I would say, yeah, I, I don't think it should be a standard. I'm sure there's a reason for it because I think there's some indicators that standardized tests give institutions. And, mm-hmm. But I just don't think uh, – I don't think it should. Okay. Cool. Those All are my right. thoughts. Sounds good. Next. And here, it's coming from someone who had a very low standardized test score, right? So. Yes. So <laughs> it might be a little biased. All right. Next question. What is the best piece of advice that you, Dr. Brown, have received and implemented in the last year? In the last year? Word of advice. It's been a crazy year. What is one piece of advice that you, you've implemented? Yeah. I like this word nuance. That even as we find ourselves in these really challenging times, pandemic, um, social justice, racial injustice, a country in chaos. I mean, there's all different challenging times. I think it's easy to lack nuance. And so some of the encouragement that I have received, and I love it, um, in advice that I've received is to be more nuanced in my perspectives, meaning to really lean in to understand both sides and everything in between, to be a listener that what appears is not always as simple as it appears, that there's complexity, there's angles, there's perspectives, there's diversity, and that oftentimes, particularly when we see things happen, we want to say, well, this is right and this is wrong, or this is true and this is false. And I think 
If we were a culture, if I was a person who was a little more nuanced, there's subtleties and there's differences that we can be okay with that. We can be okay, in my summary to the question, it's okay to be in the gray Mm. and not always insist upon being black or white. Love that. All right, next question. So I guess... What would it what advice would DMB give his 21-year-old self and his 35-year-old self? So flashback like 50, 60 years, imagine you're 21 years old again. That was a joke about how old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what advice would you give your 21-year-old self and your 35-year-old self? My 21-year-old self, I would say to me, who was just finishing college to craft your personal mission statement now. To really think, who do I want to be at the end of my life? Not just what I want to do at the end of my life, but who I want to be. Because here's what happens is we tend to think as we graduate from college or even move into those early 20s, if you don't attend a higher education institution, there seems to be this thought that, oh, my life's now just beginning. No, your life is actually drying cement. So at that point, I need to make some really good decisions, not specifically what exactly I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it. So not necessarily like career choices. Right. But the big picture, my mission statement in regards to who I'm becoming, that would be the perfect time to do that. Not wait until there's a crisis, which typically is what happens. Mm -hmm. You're in your midlife and all of a sudden you're having this crisis. You're like, I got to reorient. I need to pull things together. I need to hit pause and figure out what I, because by then you've now, now you've squandered 15, 20 years. So that's the advice I give my 21 year old, my 35 year old self, the advice that I would give to myself then is now is not the time for shortcuts. At 35, what we consider, even with the middle midlife crisis, now is not the time for shortcuts. No shortcuts in regards to my physical fitness. No shortcuts in regards to learning. Hey, I'm 35. I've already been through school. I've already read plenty. Like, no, this is the time to continue to be all in. Uh, no shortcuts in marriage, in parenting. Continue to invest deeply in my marriage relationship with mom in my relationship with my kids, like no shortcuts. Because I think what's happening typically when people are in their 30s is they're starting to take, hey, I put in the hard work. Mm -hmm. And we just start taking shortcuts in all the different dimensions of our life. So I would say 21 years old, get that personal mission statement. It may be revised over the years, but put it in place, at least a first draft. 35-year-old, don't be tempted to coast and no shortcuts. Love it. Cool. Next question we have is how do you know when you should get out of a friendship or a relationship? Yes. This is a tough one because I feel like a lot of times at DMV Coaching, you're talking about how like it's never too late in a friendship to like really communicate and like work on it. But at what point do you like draw the line and be like, you know what? I've done what I can do and this is not healthy. This is not working. Yeah. Well, guaranteed you need to be out of the relationship yesterday <laughs> if it's toxic. So if the relationship is manipulative, if the relationship is abusive, uh, emotionally abusive, physically abusive, and, and we're talking about probably romantic relationships, but if there is manipulation and there is just meanness, mm-hmm. don't try to navigate that. Get out of there. Now, tough relationships, difficult relationships, I, I don't think we ever 
end relationships necessarily that are hard, but we might need to distance ourselves a bit or maybe downgrade. Like, hey, we're friends, but for me, it's all about inner circle. I want to make sure, Logan, that my inner circle is locked in the best version of themselves, that they really care about me, that they really are going to help me and challenge me to become the better version of myself, not enable me to take shortcuts, not enable me to coast. But I feel like in those kind of friendships, um, I want my inner circle to be really, really VIPs, as we've talked about, inspiring people, very inspiring people, very invigorating people, very inspirational, Mm -hmm. uh, inquisitive, but not VDPs. If I'm in a relationship where it's draining and it's difficult, particularly if someone's divisive and there's gossip and there's backbiting, you just kind of have to say, you know what? Enough is enough. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Next question. Um, So a big theme in DMB coaching is identity. As a young person, how do I go about finding and creating an identity for a role that I have not yet entered into yet? So like a spouse, father, professional, something like that. Ooh, and we were talking about this in a previous podcast uh, that we just recorded about in many ways, becoming always pays off regardless of your role. So if you are building the character in the competencies, if you are becoming the best version of you in all the dimensions of your life, without actually knowing where you are going to land in regards to a role, whether it is a marriage or a parent or a CEO or a partner, or is that in many ways you aren't wasting your time. But also identity, just that notion of identity and cultivating your identity has to be separate from performance. It has to be separate from the approval of people. It has to be separate. It has to be for you and not attached to all of these extras of prosperity and title and position and power. And I think as you develop you for you, the best version of you, then you're prepared for whatever role you step into. Mm. You are prepared because you become, because you're focusing on becoming. All right. So this is kind of like a, kind of like a, would you rather question? Okay. Interesting. All right. So these are all, I literally do not know what's coming my way. Oh, I know. So (laughs) let's say there's a book and in this book, it tells you the date and time that you will die. Would you read it or would you not want to know? I want to know. In fact, that's interesting. You asked that question. I've been having a recurring dream in the recurring dream. I don't know if I mentioned this to you, son. I've been having a recurring dream that I'm going to die on my 100th birthday. Uh, which, go out with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that would be the coolest thing because I think about that. I talk about, you know, uh, the marble mindset and you only have so many days. I, I just, I would, I want to know. Hmm. I want to know um, because I want to be able to make choices in light of that. Now, some people would say, I don't, I don't want to know because it's too scary. I'm not afraid of death. I think the only reason you don't want to know is if that is scary for you. For me, it's a transition point. It's not an end. Mm. It's a transition from this life to the next life. It's not an end. And so I, I want to know. Um, part of me wants to know, is there a reason that I'm about to die? Because maybe I could do something about it. And <laughs> Maybe I could actually change that mm. chapter in the book. Maybe there's choices I'm making or decisions that I'm going to make that would actually put me in that situation that maybe I could change. I don't know. That's a, It's an interesting question. I want to know. 
If I have to choose between not knowing, now I will say this, if I have to choose between a fast death and a slow death, I really like the fast one though. <laughs> the unfeeling, I don't feel pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my thought on that. Cool. Okay, so this next question is- How many more questions? Uh, like two more. Okay. Um, how do you not let other people's emotions or attitudes affect you? So I'm assuming this is like if you're in a relationship with someone, someone you really care about, someone that you're close to, if they're having a bad day or you're having a bad day, how do you not let those um, emotions affect you and your your kind of perspective? Yeah, well, you you said it right. Even in the way you rephrased that question, I want it to affect me. If someone's sad, I want to empathize. I want it to affect me. If someone I love is hurting, I want it to affect me. Hmm. Um, What I don't want is that it changes my perspective or that it becomes something I now own. That just because you're having a hard day doesn't mean that I need to have a hard day. Um, just because you are sad about something doesn't mean I have to be, that I still can have empathy and I can still let it affect me. Actually, here's how I would say it, while still having boundaries. Mm. And, and in fact, I'm asked this question, honestly, quite often, Logan. People say, you, you hear so many people's problems and you spend so much time with people who are struggling and want to talk about all the challenges they're facing. How do you, how do you carry all of that? And my response simply is, I don't carry it. I, I'm not going to carry that for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to enter into your world. I'm going to be connected to you. But I don't need to own. I don't need to carry. I need to have boundaries. That your life is your life and your feelings are your feelings. I'm not going to try to change them, but I don't. And what happens is, and and even my 13-year-old son would say to me things like, well, you're making me unhappy. No, you're actually choosing unhappiness. I I need to own my joy. I need to own my own emotions. and, and, And though I can empathize, I don't need to necessarily, while I want to be sensitive to your emotions and your attitudes, I don't need to embrace them or own them or carry them. Cool. All right, last question for... This uh, podcast's Q&A. Um, and again, these are anonymous, so we have no idea. Uh, we're not going to say who's asking them. Okay. The question is, who is your favorite son? <laughs> so again, you're just, this is a safe space to, to safe say. Safe space. Who is your me favorite or, son? Yeah. Um, I think my favorite son, and I'm not going to, because I don't want to call anyone out. My favorite son is the one whose middle name is Michael. That's all of them. That's all of them. <laughs> How'd that go? All, right, all right. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's. Do you want to close? Oh, or you close? No. Should I close? You should close. Okay. Thanks for listening to these three words Q and A. Yeah, there you go. That works. <laughs> for life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.